Hello there, everyone. Before we get into the amazing conversation we're about to have on Krypton to Alderaan, I wanted to take a minute to tell you about the Amidala Initiative, which is a fundraising campaign set up by a group of Star Wars content creators and fans to raise money for Equality Texas, money that will benefit trans youth and trans rights in the state of Texas. And there's nothing more fitting than naming this campaign effort after the great Padme Amidala. The Amidala Initiative has set up a GoFundMe campaign with a goal of $25,000 that will go directly to Equality Texas to support trans people and protect and stand up for trans rights. So, we're asking for your support, and we can all do our part. Please follow at Amidala Helps on Twitter, and if you're able, please consider donating to the Amidala Initiative GoFundMe. You can find all the information on this attack on trans youth and their families, as well as what else you can do to help on Twitter and in the GoFundMe bio. Remember, we are stronger together. Podcast whose compassion will be its undoing. I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover, and with me is Royish Good Looks. Hello, podcast. I've got one this time. Robin Bag of Donuts. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Dr. Lorelei. Hello. And we're the podcast that talks all about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the end <laughs> full stop. So here we go. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? I am doing so sad since you left, Joey. <laughs> Yeah, we had some fun times. We actually got to spend some time in person. Yeah, so for, for listeners that don't know, J Joey spent a week with Robin and I, even though he was only supposed to be there for like a day or two, and it was the best week of the pandemic so far. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Is that what you're into? No, I can be into something hanging else. out a month ago. I've got a couple of curveballs I can throw. We don't have to stay on them too long. Robin and I are binging a new show. Or not new, but we are binging a show. The hit ABC sitcom Home Economics with Topher Grace. <laughs> That's Topher Grace, right? Everybody's favorite Venom. Yeah. Spider-Man's yeah. three Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. It's a little too like close to home, I feel like. That's the point of our lives that we're in is you watch a sitcom and you're like, well, we are these people. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the, the Topher Grace character is a writer and it's like 95% Royce, so he spends a lot of time just hysterically laughing at his TV persona. <laughs> yeah, between home economics and Dave, those are two like you could you could put me like as the main character of either of those series, I feel like. Yeah. Like struggling creative people whose families don't understand them. Uh what is home economics about? Uh it's three siblings, two brothers and a sister, and like all are struggling with money and personal relationships and uh, jobs. I think they're all supposed to be in like their 30s-ish and they all have families, but the sister is married to a woman and they have two kids. So they have like a diverse relationship. Mm -hmm. And then the, I think it's the youngest brother, the like broy brother is re <laughs> recently divorced and he has a kid. And then the Topher Grace character is, I think supposed to be the oldest sibling. And then he just has like a typical like wife, two kids, but mm. technically does not have a job. 
Lots of diversity, <laughs> yeah. lots of woke woke culture. And if you're a human being, you're like absolutely going to relate to the show. More woke culture in sitcoms. That's what I said. That's what I said. And that's what I say. Yeah, it's and good. I said it. So we've been binging that. And uh, I also recently watched The Hunt for Red October. I've never seen it before. Nice. And uh, Robin was uh, out of the house for like all of Sunday. And I had time to watch a three hour <laughs> film. It was great. <sighs> She would never watch it. <clears throat> you chose The Hunt for Red October instead of The Batman as far as three-hour-long films go. I've, I've got a lot of movies in the queue, and <laughs> I was in the mood for a submarine thriller. <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> it's a real vibe. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. That's what I've been into. Robin, I know Sweet. you've got a good one that you're dying to bring up. Oh, yeah. So we finally watched uh, the new Spider-Man. <gasps> we saw that last night. <gasps> Surprise. We already told Joey and Lorelai yeah. for you listeners at home. But now all the, <laughs> all the memes make sense and all those spoilers I've seen on the internet. Did you have a lot of it spoiled for you before you watched it? Uh, I tried not to, but it came out in what, December? So yeah, I think we all knew that like everybody shows up. I, I didn't have any plot points spoiled. Did, were there major plot points for you? No, I don't think so. But like I would have liked the triple Spider-Man to have still been a surprise, but I like accidentally saw a meme one day and was like, well, it would have been really cool to be like, oh shit, they're all here, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. It's hard when you can't go to the movie theater and see a thing and you have to wait so long for it to come out. I mean, it's just like takes too long. Lorelai and I saw it probably a month after it hit theaters and it wasn't official. Like I didn't see any official spoilers that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield for, were in it, but we kind of all knew. Kind of a strong rumor. Yeah, at that point, it was still a cool moment when they showed up. The one thing that was spoiled for me, I talk about this on my episode of Krypton Aldron. Yeah, I can go back and watch it now or listen to yeah, it. Yeah, go and listen to my conversation with Chase and Beza from Fear Queers podcast about Spider-Man No Way Home. And the one thing that was spoiled for me was Aunt May's death. But when I saw it, on Twitter, wherever I saw it, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was someone being like, what if this had happened? So it didn't really impact my, it didn't impact that part of the movie for me when we saw it. I'm too sad to podcast now. We have to postpone. <laughs> we should so do, sad. We should do an episode talking about No Way Home. I think there's a lot to go into, even though I've already done an episode about it. I love that movie so much. What would you two give it? Let's do... How many tingles, how many Peter tingles out of five would you give it? Robin. <laughs> ten. Wow. Yes! Ten tingles. Yes! Ten tingles. Yeah. Ten Peter tingles. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the, the actual scale. I I would give it a five. Yeah, it was it was good. I can't complain about it. I like they handled the triple Spider-Man thing great. The villains was maybe there was a lot of villains. Spider-Man, so many villains, but yeah. it was I had so many feelings. I, this is the same thing with home economics. If you can make someone feel, then then the piece of art actually means something, you know? And I, man, there's so many times I was like, don't look at Robin, don't look at Robin. She would have made fun mm -hmm. of me so hard if she knew how much I was like tearing up during that movie. Man, yeah, come on. And then the ending, oh my God, poor guy. Yeah. First of all, be comfortable feeling whatever you're feeling at whatever point in time, Royce. Feel Everything's your okay. Feel your feelings. 
Second of all, yeah, it's an extremely emotional movie that took so many risks. It was so comic booky, and it took so many risks, and I loved that. And something we talked about on the episode with Chase and Beza was that, yeah, there's a lot of Spider-Men, and there's a lot of villains, and it kind of had no business being as good as it was. It was great. And it was still great. Yeah. I, we left the theater, and I think the first thing I said was that was the greatest comic book movie hmm. I've ever seen. Even, I think, objectively objectively taking recency bias out of the equation, that is a perfect comic book movie from my eyes. How many How many Peter Tingles would you give it, Lorelai? Five Tingles. Five wow. Tingles. Ten, depending on which, which scale we're using. I mean, I'm all Robin, the Tingles. I'm going to give it 10 out of five. Wow. Wow. We're a solid average of seven and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Very tingly movie. It made my heart tingle. It made my eyes tingle. <laughs> It made my <coughs> really great, Joey. really great, some really great moments. How many Joey tingles would you give it? Uh, Lorelai, what have you been into? Well, I, once again, <laughs> am into The Price is Right. <laughs> so good. Even though I haven't watched it yet. But our episode came out today. I've seen a few sneak peeks. We didn't get to watch it live, but... Man, it seems like it was a really good episode. You get to see me scream until I almost pass out. <laughs> so this is the March 28 episode for people at yes. home if you want to check it out. March you can 28. watch it online for free for a week if you don't have a subscription to something that will get it to you for free otherwise. So you have <laughs> so one week to watch it. We have to get this episode out toot sweet. Yes. One that means week. very sweet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just so fun. And it's like, it's just funny to see it from the other side, you know. I'm finally. really curious to hear how you feel like watching the production versus being there. Because yeah. like every yep. time you popped up, I was like, there's Lorelai. I was like that yeah. uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme, you know, like, <laughs> hey, there's Lorelai. Yeah. <laughs> but you looked yeah. like you had a lot of fun. Oh, we had so much fun and they really like hype you up. And so then you're just screaming for an hour straight. So far, the little clips I've seen, they did cut out one bit where, sorry, Joey, spoilers, but I can talk about it now that it aired. <laughs> but so Rachel wins this dining room set, spoiler. And she afterwards, <laughs> she asks Drew, she's like, can I go over there? And he's like, yeah, go. And she like runs over there and she sits down at the table and she's like freaking out. And huh. then they cut away from her. But at that point, she reached to grab a glass or like a plate on the table to hold it up. But they had glued everything down to the table. <laughs> so she like is grabbing things and like they're just sticking. And she was like, oh, well, like just kind of kept going. Huh. But when she left, one of the producers was like, did they glue it down? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a prop table. Yeah. Well, I think that the funny thing is that those are the actual items that they would be sending her. But they glue shit down so that if you like get too excited and like <laughs> knock things over, you don't break it all. But they were like, it's possible but that the exact one from the set will be sent to you. So like it might have some dings on it. <laughs> wow. What a so weird, weird, weird game shows are weird. Oh, hey, when so I was weird. hanging out with Royce and Robin, we watched some game shows. Uh, I don't watch game shows, but we watch some game shows. They're fun. They are fun. They're fun. Robin was like, you're yelling too much, Royce. I was like, I felt like I was there with you guys. Like, it's it's yeah. totally different if you put yourself in the shoes of the game show. If you know the audience member that it's probably totally. very... Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was on your team. You were. Everyone's on our team. <laughs> well, I can't wait to watch it. It's 
gonna be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing after recording. Oh, for <laughs> sure. But after Joey watches it, we can rehash the whole episode if you guys want. Yeah. Stay tuned I have a to lot the of Krypton to all the insider details. <laughs> like, what kind of car does the person who won a car already drive? Mm. And those kinds of things. Wow. wow. Real inside Real baseball insider. Moment. Who keeps their prizes? Who doesn't? Do you know who keeps their prizes? Well, I think they... No one. (laughs) Not a lot of people do, but... Can you exchange them for money or no? No. No, You cannot. So, like... You can exchange them for prices right, Bucks. You can exchange them for... (laughs) So, like, someone won an entire home spa set up with, like, a sauna and a hot tub and a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like, if she lives in a one-bedroom apartment, like, she's just going to have to give all that up. That's literally she's what not I said. Winning. I was like, what if yeah. she lives in an apartment? And we're yeah. like, well, she's fucking selling it then. <laughs> she's buying a house or yeah. she's winning all that stuff and hoping she can keep it in the parking lot because they just deliver it to your door and that's it. That is like, okay, here you go. And you wow. have to pay. And you have to pay taxes, taxes on it. <laughs> which if you live out of state is like 20% of whatever the original retail price was, which is often not the current resale value mm. wow so when you take a dining set off the lot it reduces half in value <laughs> yeah. you know? or when you win a computer that's a four-year-old model especially <laughs> if it's all glued down to the no. table that i guess you also have to win at yeah. that point anyway. anyway what are you into joey to tell the truth to tell the <laughs> truth are you liked that show i was confused sometimes it's very chaotic (laughs) lorelei and i have been going back and doing what i would consider to be a pretty heavy binge of stranger things heavy nice and it's like drugs in my vein i forgot how much i loved that show i love that show so much You know, we just got through season two and season two kind of falls a little flat like we've talked about here before. But I think it's because there's like a lack of heart and compassion and sweetness in season two, whereas like the first one is chock full of it. And season three is also chock full of it. So we're just getting into season three. But either way, I love the show. Season two will always stand high in my heart and mind because of Bob the Brain. I love uh, that character oh yeah. so friggin' much. That was a great, he was a great character. Yeah. Yep. R.I.P. Man, we haven't recorded in such a long time. I'm into so many things. I'm into hanging out with Reese and Robin. <laughs> I'm into then coming back and also hanging out with Lorelai. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> we have a gas leak here in the trash house. I'm super not into that, but I'm super duper into Stranger Things. Super into not blowing up. Yeah. Unless this podcast blows up, tell your friends about our show. Okay, on to the next thing. So, <laughs> I was with Royce and Robin when the Obi-Wan trailer dropped, and we got to watch it together. Sorry, Lorelai. In fact, they waited all day for me to get back from work to watch it. It was very sweet. I remember that on the text thread. But you did. I watched it by myself. Oh, you did? You watched it before <laughs> Sorry, today? Sorry, Lorelai. Yeah. Yeah? Well. <laughs> These faces are not translating. You're too used to live television. <laughs> I'm really made for television. <laughs> to tell you what, medium. we'll start doing live streams. I guess the first surprise question of this podcast episode is, do you think we can talk for about 45 minutes about something that happened for a minute and a half? I certainly can't, but I believe in you all. Uh, I cannot, but I believe 100% in Joey and Marissa's capability to do so. 
Because we already did so. Yes. Robin and I are on the same page. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess Robin and Lorelai, right off the bat, they're baby, they're, there's no Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. Well, pass. But little baby Grand Inquisitor. A little baby Luke. And little baby Luke. That's true. That's right. We'll get little baby Luke. I bet he'll only be in that scene. Anyway, to start, let's start with saying what we thought about the trailer and did it get us hyped? Robin, let's start with you. I mean, the music, as I would assume it's designed to do so, got me very excited because it's very, very good music. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Star Wars. But then when I actually (laughs) think about the trailer and the content in the trailer, it's sorry, guys, it's still Obi-Wan and I still don't care. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Sorry. (laughs) Robin, we got to fill a whole hour. I know. So I I can't (laughs) talk about it for a whole hour because that's my my thought. Especially, especially Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan. Oh, yeah, you're just no. not. A, you're just not a prequel. You're not a prequelist. So no, if they yeah. were like we resurrected Alec Guinness and we're gonna do an Obi Wan show, Alec I'd Guinness be, deepfake. No, they they brought him. They exhumed his body. They brought him back to life, and he is now Obi Wan. I'd watch. He's it. been frozen this whole time. Yeah, just like uh, Walt Disney. He had a very Marvel zombies <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> vibe going on here. Royce, what did you think? Uh, Dude, Robin's spot on with the music. Music is fantastic and totally different than the other two TV series so far, which the music Mm -hmm. has been definitely pretty cool, but the music has not been John Williams. So immediately they're like, the key to hunting Jedi. Like they play (laughs) the most badass like Star Wars theme from the prequel era ever. And you're like sold. I was just rewatching it. I watched it like four times just now with headphones And the music is mixed like really, really loudly in the trailer. Obviously, there's not a ton of dialogue or whatever, but it hooks you in. That's a great cheat code. I love that. But (laughs) dude, I'm excited. I'm totally in. I love Ewan McGregor. I love Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan. I think he does it justice to Alec Guinness. And I don't think that he would be involved if like he wasn't going to bring it and he didn't also respect the property and think that it was going to be a worthwhile thing. I don't think he's just showing up to like cash a paycheck, you know, even though I'm sure he's being handsomely compensated. (laughs) But I think it's going to be cool. And I think the Inquisitors are going to be like a new, like fringe fan favorite. People that don't know about them are going to be like, so cool. There's all other bad guys. Like there's going to be multiple bad guys. It's cool with lightsabers. That's a new thing. There's always been one guy with a lightsaber, maybe two but you never see like Darth Vader and Palpatine battling someone together, you know, or like Dooku and Palpatine. There's only ever been one bad guy per Star War. Well, in the Clone Wars, Maul and his brother I'm talking about live action. <laughs> Why has he always got to shut my animated <laughs> canonical knowledge down? Lorelai, how did you feel watching the trailer? Seems like they're in a desert. <laughs> There's those camel things. <laughs> you know how people do I... the 10 things you missed videos? <laughs> or like, we should do 10 things you definitely Blatantly saw. obvious. <laughs> I also like don't really care. But as I've said before on this podcast, I care about you, Joey. So I'm going to watch it and it's going to be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, I agree. It is going to be fun and it is going to be fun watching me watch it. Remember when 
Cad Bane came out of the desert and my couch reaction to that. Yeah. I have a feeling that this show is going to be a lot of that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but Joey seems excited. That seems fun. I like moved to the outside of the couch. (laughs) Anyway, very exciting. Yes. 100%. The music right off the bat. Right. And then it transitions into Duel of the Fates. Super great cheat code. Like you said, Royce just gets us amped up. And by us, I mean, I guess me and the voices in my head. I do like the music. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Super great. I think it's a really well put together teaser that could make someone excited for the content. I'm super excited for it. And I think I've said to each of you, like, this is the first time I'm excited for a Star Wars live action show. The Mandalorian has been great. And going into season one, not knowing what it was going to be, and then it was great, and then going into season two. And going into Boba Fett, not really knowing what to expect either. So I haven't really had like a level of excitement expectation until now. So I'm excited to see the show. I'm also excited that it's got me excited. Like, it makes me feel so much Star Wars, and I think it's because, you know, the music, but also the prequels have had this reawakening over the past... 10 years or so, people have really like come out in support of and with adoration for the prequels. And people love Obi-Wan and people love Ewan McGregor. And I'm just excited to see it all happen. I love that it seems like the perfect transition. And again, we're talking about like a minute and a half teaser. (laughs) But there's so much in that teaser and it made me feel so many things. And it looks like it's the perfect transition from not only from like the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy but also from like live action to animation to live action, like blending all of it together, which is risky, but looks super fun. Royce, you're the only other one I think here that's watched the animated Star Wars stuff. So we're going to get into like the animated versus live action look of the Grand Inquisitor, which I'm sure we've all seen. But what do you think about that, Royce? Like them them taking the the stuff that has been introduced in animation and comic books and transitioning it into live action. Like we're getting the MCU going from movies to TV shows now to movies, but no one's bridging the gap Mm. through animation. I I think the more that time goes on, the less there's going to be a divide between the live action and animated people. Like like you said, you're like, no one knows about the Inquisitors or the Clone Wars, but like maybe this will start bridging that gap without having to watch the animated stuff. Like people will be introduced <laughs> into it. I'm not, I, I like the animated stuff. I'm not saying it's not good, but there's so many people that aren't going to watch it. But like they brought in Ahsoka and she's from the animated stuff, but she's not really developed yet in live action. Yeah. But when she gets her own show, the whole curtain's going to be pulled back and people are going to like that character that never watched animation and that'll be cool. And people are going to like the Inquisitors. I'm calling it now. I think they're going to be a favorite of people since there's multiple Inquisitors. They all got a red lightsaber and they look a little squirrely, but that's cool. They're like these Jedi hunters. That is such a cool thing. And if you never knew that existed, I think that's going to be a great like breath of fresh air for people just like Mando was. Where you're like, hey, he's a new guy and a new backstory and a new people. It's exactly the same thing. I think it's going to work perfectly. And for those people that do say, I'm going to see how these things connect to the animation and like go down the rabbit hole, then you're just going to be rewarded even more. But hopefully it's still cool without having to know any of that backstory. That's the only X factor. But 
I think it's cool. I'm super excited for the Inquisitors. Like, I want good Obi-Wan stuff, but I feel like it's going to be more of an Inquisitor story than anything. Yeah, it certainly seems like it'll be Inquisitor heavy. I guess another thing it ties into, not only the animation stuff, but it's also tying into Jedi Fallen Order. Like, it's bridging the gaps between live action animation and video games, and that is incredible. But yeah, but introduction and focus on the Inquisitors, there's only six episodes of this show. (laughs) So long pause for dramatic effect. Like, how do you fit everything in? I'm excited for it, but I'm a little worried about that. Lorelai, I guess I only pointed out one Inquisitor in the trailer to you, and I'm sorry. But there's a bunch. Oh, I thought this was going to be a quiz and you're going to be like, name other Inquisitors. Name all of the Inquisitors. And I was going to be like, oh, I don't know any. The ninth sister, the fifth brother. What? The grand Inquisitor. That's literally, that's what they're that's called. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why are they numbered? So for those of us who haven't watched the animated series or read the comic books, uh, the Inquisitors are a group of basically fallen Jedi, Jedi that have turned to the dark side to hunt Jedi. It's all coming together. <laughs> the so, video game, Joey, the video game, Jedi Fallen Order. Did you watch? I, no, well, you played it for many hours while I was sitting there and there were Inquisitors that you had to yes. battle. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> we don't know who Obi-Wan is like talking to in the trailer. So maybe he's talking to that one Inquisitor. I don't know if they've released her name yet or not, but The one Inquisitor that we see in the trailer that's like hunting, actively hunting Obi-Wan and stuff. I wonder if he's talking to her and we don't see her again ever after. So maybe he like turns her back to the light side and he's like, we lost the war. Just go and hide kind of thing, which I think would be neat. But I think there's super uh, awesome. I I mean, I think they're incredible villains in general. And I think it's amazing. They're bringing them into live action and Darth Vader in the beginning did not like the Inquisitors. He was like, I can do this myself. And I think they were kind of forced upon him by Palpatine or somebody to like, obviously other dark side users who could be out there and hunting the Jedi. Make it more efficient. You know, Palpatine was always about efficiency, making everything run smoothly. I went a little bit off the rails. (laughs) So Robin, did you have any introduction to the characters of like the Inquisitors and stuff before this? Did you watch any of that animated stuff with Royce? No. I had no idea. Robin has seen a couple episodes of Rebels on and off, but I don't think she's seen any Inquisitor episodes. Mm -mm. It's hard because I know you don't like like Obi-Wan and might not be as excited about this show. But I think that sometimes the villains make or break the show, right? They're very compelling characters. And a lot of times they have a lot more depth than the hero. Robin loves a creepy bad guy. Yeah, so that's so with all of that, is that something that could like intrigue you or get you excited about this show? Or maybe now that you know they're fallen Jedi kind of thing, hunting other Jedi? <laughs> Don't yeah. let Joey down. I mean, yeah, if they if it's executed well and they're good characters, I think it could be probably my favorite part of the show. So in the voiceover, it sounds like that guy and he's like, the key to hunting Jedi is patience. And then he's like ready to like chop off some guy's head with his lightsaber. And he's all like, where is he? He's probably going to murder that guy. He doesn't really seem super patient to me if that's how you're approaching all of your subjects. But like you said, like you'll see how they how they actually execute it in the show. Execute that guy in the show is what they're going to do. Now, I don't think the Grand Inquisitor is very patient. He used to be a Jedi, he used to be a temple guard. 
And Jocasta knew really pissed him off. She was the reason for his downfall. She was the librarian Jedi in the prequels. The key to hunting Jedi is being patient, which is why I'm terrible at it. <laughs> That's his helmet right there in my background. Look at that. Listeners who can't see, I'll post a picture of it, but I love the design of the Temple Guards and I love the design of the Grand Inquisitor. And is that a good transition into talking about the design, Smooth. quote unquote, of the Grand Inquisitor into live action? Yeah. We've all seen the pictures of what he's looked like in animation and what he's looked like in live action. And that was like the biggest thing that exploded on the internet after the trailer dropped. Like that was the thing people focused on. Showing my cards, I'm not very concerned about it, which which is weird to me because I'm usually pretty critical about like story elements changing or canon changing or any of that stuff. I'm getting less so, but like, I don't know. There's something about the change in design that doesn't really bother me all that much. But Royce, again, is I'm going to go to you first as someone who's like watched the animated stuff. Is there a disconnect there for you? How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, when you put them side to side, yeah, they don't look much like each other. But yeah. to Robin's point, like, just make it good. I don't care what he looks like. He could look like a normal human being. 100%. I love the voiceover dialogue. I'm making fun of this line, but I love that he's like, I, I'm going to hunt Jedi. Here's how you do it. And I'm going to teach other people how to do it sort of thing. He sounds menacing and I buy into that. And so if he can just sell it as an actor, like that's his job. The look should be cool. It would suck if it looked so bad that it distracted you. And we could all name points in movies where like CGI or something looked funny and it takes you out of the moment and you stop thinking about the actual story. But I think he's going to be menacing. Like he seems a little tormented and like maybe impatient and annoyed. And that is going to make for a great bad guy, you know, like the Kylo Ren, you know, like smashing stuff and like visceral energy and anger of the dark side. That's the character, I think, anyway. So as long yeah. as it sticks to that, I don't really care how he looks. Although I do hope that they tweak it a little bit because like you said, I don't, I don't want that to be the story. Like, that's dumb. Let's talk about something other than like this arbitrary detail, even though I yeah. do love nitpicking arbitrary stuff. And I think it, it is fair if you're like, he doesn't look how he looks like in the cartoon, but there's also many, many other examples that people have pointed out. Like Vader doesn't look like Vader in the cartoon. Nobody does at all. So it's just kind of silly to compare the two. They're totally different mediums. Like, yeah. grow up. You ever read the book? <laughs> there's no fucking pictures in the book. You got to like make up what they look like. And you can't judge, you know, it's apples and oranges, you know? Yeah, it's and it's different artistic preference and it's different. Oh, there's so many differences. And yeah, like so many of the characters don't look the same. Obi-Wan doesn't look the same in the prequels as in the original Clone War animated Clone Wars movie as he does in the Clone Wars TV show as he does now in the Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. show as he does in the original trilogy. So, yeah, it's hard. It's just hard for me to be like, we shouldn't nitpick because I, I do that with everything else. And I, I just don't have a good grasp on why I don't feel the same way about this as I do other things. I mean, I, I guess I don't have the language for it. Robin, who's typically a fan of animated things, we're going to get to that maybe with the surprise question. But when you see something like this, what do you think? I mean, because you have no frame of reference for the animated TV show. So did it impact you at all when you saw this character in the 
trailer? No, I would have had no idea had you two not yeah. immediately been like, look at what he's supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a little bit of my point too. Like the people who don't know... You're ruining it for the them. animated stuff. Well, the people who... Yeah, exactly. The people who don't know the animated stuff have no frame of Do reference. you think he looks cool, Robin? In the... Yeah. In the trailer. No, I think he looks pretty stupid. And I think he looks extra <laughs> stupid now knowing what he's... Oh, no. ...supposed to look like. Yeah. Uh, wish I could remember, but I think I sent you like a funny meme about that where they were like, LOL, just put lines on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Or maybe you sent it to the group. I might have. But Lorelai, like, uh, again, you have no frame of reference and I just showed you five minutes ago. So what did, do you think he looks good or menacing or anything like that when you see it? I don't in know. The he looks a little palpatine like a little squished. <laughs> a little squished. Whereas before, uh, maybe it's just the comparison where he's like very, his Narrow. face is very tall. Yeah. Incoming message from the big giant head. That's what <laughs> yeah. I think about every time <laughs> I see him. Third rock from the sun. Yeah, yeah. Funny. I don't know. I'm sure like, you know, that's just one part of the character. If he'll, he'll be scary if they make him scary. Yeah. I think they'll give him the Sith glowing eyes mm. in post it's also the only still frame we have of him so people are mad about one one clip at like one random angle that's like the angle that you're not supposed to take your selfie at like it's probably the most unflattering view in that particular moment so right maybe he'll have a good theme song maybe his head gets squished maybe he got squished (laughs) yeah that's the origin story of the inquisitor's long head but, but the species was also, like, shown in Revenge of the Sith, and the guy's got a long head and the pointy teeth and everything. But, like, he couldn't move with everything that they had done to that actor to put him in that, the prosthetics and the suit and the outfit. He couldn't move around. Like, he couldn't turn his head. It's the Batman 89. You can't turn your head. You can't move around. So it's hard to do prosthetics with, First of all, it's impossible to keep everybody happy. If they would have done it CGI, we would have seen CGI and people would have been like, why can't they just... Or prosthetics is the same way. I mean, everybody flipped out when Ahsoka's Leku weren't the right length, but it's hard to do that with prosthetics and they couldn't just CGI. And you're not going to make everybody happy. This all comes down to them actually producing the show. So yeah, yes, dollars or time. They're like, he's going to look more like a real person than this character species has looked in the past because he's got to do acrobatics. So he's going to look normal so we can do the show more easily. This is like no different than any other medium. You always have to have like a give and a take to get the thing done, you know? Yeah. It has nothing to do with us being like, that's not the way he looks. That's not the consideration at Lucasfilm producing the thing or Disney producing the thing. They just want to get it done on time and on budget. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I was trying to come up with examples of stuff that we might all have seen that like took a live action character and animated it or vice versa. And I couldn't come up with, I couldn't think of anything except for that one Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer goes into the real world when he steps through the wall in his house. But other than that, Grievous was in the Clone Wars. I can't pronounce that guy's name, but the original Clone Wars 2D cartoon. Yeah. That came out before Revenge of the Sith, I'm pretty sure. So if you watch that cartoon, you got like a backstory on what the Clone Wars was in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And I remember going to see Revenge of the Sith with my oldest brother, Rob, and one of his buddies from high school. And 
he was telling me all about this. I'd never seen it. And he was like, yeah, Grievous and this, like, there's all this backstory. I never saw it at the time. But Grievous was in that cartoon, and then he was mm-hmm. in Sith. So I don't know if that counts, but similar. Yeah, that I guess that's similar. I was trying to come up with something like that's ingrained in all of our minds where we could point to and be like, oh, well, they obviously exaggerated their features to make this change. Like, maybe it's because I'm such a fan of animation and comic books, and in animation and comic books, features are exaggerated to make a point or to make the character look more menacing like comic book and animated villains are pointier like their features are pointier and all that stuff if i had been able to come up with an example my question would have been like what would it be like if the live action version of the inquisitor came out before the animated version and like taking it from live action to animation and exaggerating the features and making him look more menacing i don't think there'd be a conversation yeah I I agree with you, but I guess for a lot of people, that's exactly what it is. Like people like Lorelai or Robin, plenty of people out there who have never watched the animated stuff. This will be their introduction to these characters. So that's just what they'll look like. And you know what, everyone else, just let people enjoy it without, I guess, doing what I did and being like, look what they're supposed to look like. What was your favorite moment of the trailer, Lorelai? I think when he's looking at Luke and he's like, stay hidden or whatever he says. Yeah. I love that moment. Robin, what was yours? Did you have one? <laughs> I did not pass. <laughs> the music. <laughs> the mu- Does the music count? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll go I with that. I think the music absolutely counts. Yeah. Royce? Uh, yeah. I got to go with Lorelai. The Luke moment is like, at first I had a kind of prequel gut reaction of like, that's stupid, Luke. That's dumb. But- then the second time I watched it, I was like, I was that kid. Where yeah, you're, yeah, right. You're holding pew, like, pew, pew. you know, a baseball bat and you're pretending it's a lightsaber. Like he's pretending he's in an X-wing there or whatever. Like his T-16 flying around, pretend like, oh my God, that is, that is every Star Wars kid, you know? So yeah. that's definitely my favorite moment there. And like you said, that's the only time we're going to see Luke. That would be kind of a bummer that they gave that away in the trailer. But I think that is kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just feeling like they can't focus too much in on Luke other than like maybe Obi-Wan has to leave Tatooine and go to that other place so that so that no one's wise that to Luke being there. You might have just talked me into that being my favorite moment because of the meta-ness of that being like every Star Wars kid, like every Star Wars fan kid out there. You're going to tell me you never went every single Star Wars kid. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I 100% love that. It's taken me a long time, but I love the prequels and the original trilogy and to some extent the sequel trilogy. <laughs> and I adore all of the animated stuff. The animated stuff is some of my favorite Star Wars and I love the comic books and this is filling me up <laughs> everywhere so it's really hard for me to pick a favorite moment because every t- like with each moment in that trailer there's something new that I point to and be like oh like when they fly up to Fortress Inquisitorius which is <laughs> what that fortress in the ocean is called the breath was taken out of me that they would even put that on the screen so that was one of my favorite hmm. moments when we see the inquisitor light up his lightsaber just seeing Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan's sitting there with it, with what is probably an alcoholic drink next to him. Cause he's kind <laughs> of a lush. So many favorite moments, but maybe you just convinced me that that Luke moment takes the cake. Okay. Surprise question. 
time. Based on what we talked about here with like Obi-Wan bridging the gaps between all these different media and bringing characters from animation into live action, I'm curious what animated character you're a fan of across anything, doesn't have to be Star Wars, that you would like to bring into live action, you would like seen in live action, or vice versa, a live action character you would like to bring into animation, see what they look like. I don't think I have one because I'm pretty picky. Like I I don't like in general when they when they flip-flop them. I don't think I would want to see a cartoon made into live action or you wouldn't like to see Grunkle Stan IRL. I think that would make me very <laughs> upset. <laughs> let me pitch let me pitch this to you because maybe this is a guilty pleasure of mine, but I'm I'm kind of a fan of like these gritty live action things created based off of like sweet cartoony things. So if a fan made a like live action episode of a gritty live action episode of Gravity Falls, you wouldn't be into it. No. No. <laughs> Especially if a fan made it. Well, yeah. <laughs> was that I mean, I know it's not I know it's not animated, but was that Power Rangers thing that happened a few years ago a fan-made thing? I can't remember. Remember they had like a really gritty R-rated online like YouTube film of Power Rangers set so many years after the original ended or something. I thought that was a fan-made thing. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. But like I said, maybe that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Royce, do you have a thing? Yeah, I'm trying to think what would hold up because I think that's the issue with the question that Robin is getting at is like, if you take Gravity Falls and make it live action, it's no longer the thing you fell in love with, which is the Inquisitor situation. And... Mm. So I'm thinking, I'm like, what are like things that I love? Like cartoons that I like anyway, like the Simpsons, like you, that would not, they're yellow. Like they have to be yellow. So that would not really work. That'd be really weird. Marge is like blue hair. It'd be wild. You know, some series might not work. And in Gravity Falls, I think we pointed this out when you were hanging out that like some characters have four fingers, some have five or six, like yeah. it's wacky, but so King of the Hill is like the most, <laughs> oh, no. it's the most regular people cartoon that I can think of ever watching that I enjoyed as a kid. And that could translate well. Like Mike Judge has already done that same kind of comedy humor setting in TV or like in film. So I feel like you could probably take those characters and do them with regular actors and it might still work. Not that I want that, but I think if you're going to pick a property that's going to translate from 2D animation to live action, they have five fingers. Nobody, like, they don't have the Inquisitor thing where they're not, like, long and, like, the proportions are to that of a human being. So I think King of the Hill would work. I think that I think that's Trailer Park Boys or, like, uh, Letter Kenny already. So it already has worked to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted, I sort of wanted to pose this question in... With the idea of being like, see, the Inquisitor thing isn't so bad because you could take a character, take a live action character, a live action show, and you can do so much more in animation. So like with the boys, right? Okay, so the boys, they can do whatever they want in the live action because they have as much money as they need to do anything. But they made an animated version of the show or an animated like in between seasons of the show where you could do so much more just based on the media than you could in live action. Lorelai, do you have an answer? Is it SpongeBob? No, it's not SpongeBob. I don't really have an answer, but that's also because like, I don't really consume, I don't really watch animated shows. But what about something from when you were a kid? 
okay, well, they've already done all the Disney movies and that didn't work out great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point that can bite yeah. my, my point in the butt. Well, I think, I don't know. I think it's like one of the perks of the medium for animation is that you can do whatever you want, right? You right. were just making this point. So I think you either have to go from like, fantasy world to live action fantasy world which is what star wars is doing Mm -hmm. right where like you've already suspended some of your disbelief with star wars because it's not meant to be real you take that back (laughs) (laughs) sorry not meant to be real um in which case it is kind of silly that they didn't decide to make him look less human it's like in the in star wars that's kind of one of the things about the movies that everyone loves is that they can do anything like they get to make up this whole new world and so why wouldn't you just like reach for it and like do something kind of crazy so i guess my point is like you have to have like the genre still has to like follow through and be like fantasy or sci-fi or some sort of genre where you really have to suspend your disbelief across that change in the medium Mm. the media that's the plural of medium right (laughs) but And like same goes for like King of the Hill is just like it really is almost like they animated real life people. Right. So it's like either you have to like stay in your and the Simpsons is hard is because they look like fantasy characters, but they just do regular stuff. I don't think it translates very well and it's not really meant to. Um, All that being said, I can't really think of anything from my childhood that I would want to see in live action. Let me pose it this way. What about current day live action television that you're watching translated into animation? Love Island. That <laughs> I was going to say, show. yeah, yeah, like a reality what show. What about, yeah, like a reality show in cartoon form? Well, that just the also doesn't work because the thing about reality shows is you have to believe that some of it is unscripted and animation is obviously very scripted. Uh, maybe they, with like, the metaverse or something, they'll do this yeah. one day. You're like acting, they'll have like. Yeah, like live, it's like direct live animation, like someone's wearing a suit and acting it out, but you just see the character moving around. Oh my God, Fox is already going to do this because they have, isn't that what they're doing with the Masked Singer now? They're doing like a digital version. Dude, yeah, this is coming. This is coming. Yeah, It's coming. Well, I'll maybe watch it. I don't know. (laughs) At that point, it's like, why don't you just watch the real people? Unless it's going to be sort of like Love is Blind where they're like watching each other's animation. They don't really know what they look like. Oh, like the circle, but with animated Love is animated. Love is animated. Love is a cartoon. All right. I don't know. Anyway, we'll brainstorm it. We'll, We'll figure it out. Uh Joey, what would you like to see? I did think of an answer. This hasn't gone exactly the way I thought it would. Um, I like to say the regular show. Ah. (laughs) Can you imagine? It's a bird and a, what is that? Raccoon? Yeah, raccoon, I think. (laughs) Squirrel. Uh, No, I, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I have, I guess I have lots of answers because I like when they take like an animated thing and turn it into a gritty live action version version or vice versa so i think i think the regular show would be something that would be really fun i like what they did with the boys i like what they're doing with star wars invincible which is a great comic book run and a great animated show on amazon oh well no that actually that was my big one my my number one was gravity falls just like one fan-made gritty dark weird live action episode of gravity falls i would love to see so that's my answer we did it all right listeners we want to know what cartoon would you ruin by putting it into live action (laughs) 
Or, That's the way I should have worded the question. Or which cartoon would you push the boundaries of by bringing it into live action? And, you know, like we talked about suspending disbelief. We want to know what you would think would be an awesome cartoon to live action property. Let us know on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube comments, reviews on iTunes. Find us, Krypton to Alderaan. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you could pew, pew, pew us an email at krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We can't wait until you tune in again. <laughs> I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been the fifth brother. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to